Episode 18 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. It's December, the holidays are here, you gotta buy gifts, get them something they're gonna wear. They got something for every Cleveland fan in the family. Check them out online, szaboapparel.com. Do us a favor, subscribe and like the podcast, Dogs of War, on whatever platform you're listening to on. Tell your friends and family. We got a big episode today, we're gonna recap the game over the weekend, we're going to talk about all the hoopla that came along with it. We're going to talk to a Detroit Lions fan and how he deals with losing, not just on Sundays like we do, but on the high holiday of Thanksgiving as well. Muni Lab payphone, of course. Let's go. 18 seconds left. He's got the snap. Back to pass. Up in the pocket. Shooting it long and deep. And it's picked up. They got it. Terrence Mitchell's got it. And it's all over here now. They can't take it away anymore. 11. Mitchell takes the football. He's going to run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league. Right to the dog pound. Up and in he goes. Yeah, we can talk about. I'm recording right now. Talk about. Oh, yeah. Episodes 18. Yeah. We're live. We're live. We are live. Kevin, how was your Thanksgiving, you sick puppy? Thanksgiving was... When did I get sick? It was like that Monday. It was... Yeah, it was It was right before Thanksgiving. Just leave me in the trenches taking grenades. Yeah, well, for, before we even start, welcome to episode 18. This is Kevin and... Raleigh. Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, good to be back. Appreciate you holding it down. I got one of those 24-hour flu bugs where uh talking was impossible for the schedule we were on last week that makes a podcast recording difficult it does so my apologies you killed it by yourself though <laughs> thanks kate helped shout I, out she, kate yo, kate did shout out kate kate did kill that last week too i do you like you like talking to just yourself don't you i think a lot of things i have add you're good at it i just i don't mean that in a bad way at all i just get sidetracked and uh pretty good at self-entertainment i think i think i don't know you be the judges thanksgiving was good what about you uh and what is your favorite part of the meal i think stuffing actually there's this dessert my aunt makes called the pumpkin tort uh it's like crack i assume i've never done crack but it's it's like you get hungrier as you eat it not that the waistline benefits at all but it's just such a great holiday. I have a friend from high school who accidentally smoked crack with a South African when she studied abroad in Germany. What? Yeah, we'll go there some other time. <laughs> I agree with the stuffing, though. I wish that it was something... Well, I don't know. Part of me wishes we could have stuffing year-round, but then would it be as good as it is on Thanksgiving? That is a great cause. Could there be money to be made in that? Like, stuffing that's not stuffing from, like, a traditional I mean, there's sense? there's a lot of pop-up restaurants and new things going on nowadays like what may is halfway to thanksgiving what if like may you open up like a pop-up stuffing shack oh man i mean that there's a lot of that could be interpreted as slightly different variations of stuffing yeah my aunt makes it with uh, stuffing shout out aunt linda she uses like a white castle Ooh, hey aunt linda it's so good um yeah we could do like a dogs of war podcast spinoff 
uh, stuffing line. Stuffing dinner, stuffing meetup. Yo, speaking of White Castle, we did a... First of all, Friendsgivings need to calm down. There's like... Sometimes you're going to have like 50,000 of them leading up to Thanksgiving. And uh, a psycho, one of my best friends, is planning one for after Thanksgiving. She that, has one coming up in December. They're calling Friendsgiving. So you can't call it a Friendsgiving. That's a bitch. That's that's a bit much. That's Friends Christmas you, Eving. You you got to you got to consolidate. You have to bring people together. I love Friendsgiving. Don't get me wrong. They're a hell of a time. Uh you need to, you know, I feel like every one of your friends groups wants to have one. Like, you know, your coworkers might want to have one. Then like, you know, your college friends want to have one, your high school friends. The point of Thanksgiving Bring a bunch of people around the table for the first time. Consolidate those Friendsgivings into one big-ass one. So you're only having to cook one thing one time. Whoever gets stuck hosting these things every time, you know who you are. You only have to host it one time. Not that you host more than one, but you know what I'm saying. Just kill everything with one stone. You feel me? Like a Friendsgiving, uh, what do you call it? On crack. Yeah, it's just, so we, just a super Friendsgiving yes. thing. Yes, I like One, that. knock it out. If you, you whatever, but your coworkers can meet your, you know, drunk, goofy college friends, vice versa. The kids uh, from high school not? that never left. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Why not? Bring them out. Bring them all together. Stop the five leading up to it. But I'm not being all bah humbug either. I'm just saying. You're so I'm popular. I'm also trying to do everything in my power to, not, to avoid talking about this game as long as we can. All right. Speaking of which, we lost to the Steelers. Before we get into losing to the Steelers... On the plus side, we beat the Steelers for the first time in twenty since 2015. So, still thankful about that. Bummer about the Miles Garrett, free Miles. But, yeah, that was a absolute kick to the gut. Uh, it was a fourth-string quarterback named Duck. Yeah. That is the most Browns thing you could ever possibly imagine. And only the Browns could lose to two quarterbacks in the same season who had never once played an NFL game. All right. Well, in their defense, backup quarterbacks when they make their first appearance are known to show signs of success. Like there's no tapes on them, but I, I think the game was lost in the trenches on the offensive line and the defensive line. First off, this duck character had like a half hour to throw each play. Meanwhile, Baker's just taking rib shots every other snap, like. Baker got beat up once again. We have to figure this O-line out in the offseason. There's a lot of work to do there. Yeah. But. It was almost the glove game. That would almost been like, you got to wonder when he got hurt, when he got smacked at the face mask of the Pittsburgh player, and he went off and came back out with a glove on. If we would have won that game, that would have been the glove game forever. And I, would, if he have, would he have worn that glove then forever moving forward? That was a topic of debate at the bar I was at. Yeah. I Shout out Mars Bar at Lakewood, Ohio. There would have been so many awesome memes I would have been able to just milk for a couple of weeks Michael Jackson references oh yeah it's kind of a sore subject I don't know if you saw that documentary I, I, I can't watch that stuff no yeah I after the R. Kelly documentary I can't watch that shit anymore yeah Thriller is kind of ruined for me I mean I'll still listen to it but I just feel worse or I feel bad oh like when it comes on at weddings it's still game over yeah I know the it's... dance floor is done when I get out there I try to disconnect the man from the songs that they weren't even written by him, probably. I don't know. But back to... I thought our, you know, Schobert showed out again, of course. I mean, he's old faithful. Um, Mac Wilson is still balling out. He's having an incredible year. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure what Greedy or Denzel are up to right now. Um, you know, no news is usually good news with them because that means that they're just locking people down and whatever. But I feel like this game, they were just... Some of those deep balls that were caught, I'm like... Oh, my God. I mean, the, the DB, I think it was Ward one time, he was like within a foot of the guy. Like, he got away with a great, what do you call it, non-called pass interference. He hooked the guy a little bit. The ref didn't call it, but the guy made the catch anyway. I'm like, well, sometimes that's just the way she blows. This is not an indictment on, you know, some of our, our friends of the program, um, some of our, you know, some of the individual players on the defensive side of the ball. I felt that a lot of the defense stayed in the locker room at halftime. Man, we could not get any pressure on the front. There was zero mojo coming out after that second or after that intermission. But we're used to it. Time goes on. See, that's the thing. You know, we were sitting. I was with my brother, another buddy of ours. We were sitting at Mars Bar in Lakewood, Ohio. Shout out, free ad. And we were just sitting there for a long time after the end of that game at the, the table we were sitting at. Not even saying anything. And, and like five or ten minutes went by, and we're just like, what are we doing? Everyone was just staring at our phones, just reading Twitter, just, you know, drowning ourselves in tall Bud Lights. Not Miller Light, unfortunately, but I drafted this bar. Oh, sad. And it's just like, we're so sad. And I don't know what makes me more mad. The fact that the Browns just got embarrassed by a four-string quarterback, and it was probably one of the worst losses since 99. Or am I more mad at the fact that we still allow ourselves to be mad when this is what we're used to? Because, like, you think about it, like, I think, you know, like you just said, after the game I was like, all right, like, I, we are used to this, though. Like, why am I trying to kid myself that something's going to be different? Something will be different, but when it's not different, we can't let ourselves get emotionally crushed, even though I do it without fail every time. Shout out that kid who jumped in Lake Erie. I think it was not very far from my house, so I wish I would have been there to jump in with you. <laughs> uh, I also want to take a significant portion of the blame. I did not work out the morning of the game. It was the first time in three weeks that I didn't work out. You got killed on Instagram for that one. Yeah, dude, I was, I said it kind of as a joke, but not really a joke. And the DMs blew up of people that were visibly upset. Yeah, it goes down in the DM. Yeah, it's, uh, I got to admit, I, I really get, <laughs> I really interact with strangers on the internet a lot more than I had imagined I would as a 17-year-old. Like, what are you going to do when you're 30? DM people from all walks of life. Yeah, you got internet friends. It's all right. Internet friends are tight. Shout out internet friends. Shout out dogs of war. Uh, but in fairness, the reason I didn't work out was because I was at the Ohio State-Michigan game in Ann Arbor for a bachelor party. So... I was slow to wake up, had to get on the road, get back to home base. At least we had that ass kicking. Yeah, that uh, that felt good. Felt very good. That was a blast, and it's just such a different game. It was like the game was never in question, just a stress-free ass beating as an Ohio State fan. So shout-out to the Buckeyes for holding it down. I hope that the Browns decide to start drafting you guys on the reg. Oh, kind of a cool story. I successfully flirted with this girl at a bar bear in mind i was not trying to do anything bad cheat on my girlfriend kate if you're listening it's earmuffs time no kate i love you i told you about this but i'm sharing it with the people i was not trying to actually what was i trying to do basically i'm standing at the bar 
me and my tool friends are standing there and there's all these like college kids that are dancing around having a great time and this attractive young lady came up to the bar next to me to order a drink she makes eye contact with me and I said college right she chuckled and said I graduated five years ago and I paused and said corporate America right and she laughed so hard and I was like Raleigh you still got it then she said so what's your name I said I have a girlfriend her name's Kate I love her very much and I left you old old nasty man (laughs) Ah. you got to be that guy yep it uh that guy I felt pretty good about that then immediately told Kate just so that we know I do not believe in I'm in a committed relationship no I wasn't that creepy it was just funny and charming still got it and that was it I thought I was funny and charming I don't know how I actually sounded I respect the confidence Uh, we might be deleting this depending on when we listen to it how it sounds if I sound like a huge douche or not but uh, speaking of Kate I guess a rat update would be in order for those of you that have been paying attention. The rat that I've been battling has been isolated to the basement. The house has been professionally cleaned and me and Kate are starting to feel like we're living at home again. She's her chipper self and life's moving on. She's laughing again. It's great, but we welcome back. Welcome home four weeks later. Thanks man. But we did spend like 35 bucks on this surveillance camera that's in the kitchen to see if there's any activity. And the other night, uh, you got to look at this video. I realize that you guys listening can't see this video, but Kevin. Put it on the Instagram machine. Oh, yeah, I'll put it on the Instagram machine. Tell me this is not insane. Hit Show me. That's your kitchen. What the hell is that? That, Kevin... Play that again. Is that a reflection? No. It's a goddamn ghost. Like... That's in midair. That's not on the ground. Yeah. That's not a glare. That's that's what, like the middle of the night too? Yeah, it's like the middle of the that's night. That's 1,000% a ghost. Yeah, so... So you went from rats to ghosts now. Yeah, and... Kate's taking it pretty well. I'm... Like, if... I'm going to try to describe it. Basically, you see my kitchen in the dark with this night vision and a item just floats out from behind the fridge over the counter like a ghost would. It's not a plastic bag. It's a damn spirit. I'll put it up on Instagram. This might need to be an Instagram post, not a... Yeah, we're... It might need to be like a poll, like... Yes or no in the comments. Is this a ghost? Is this a ghost? Yeah. yeah. So for those of you listening, uh, we'll throw up the video tomorrow. At Angry Browns fans. At Angry Browns fans. <laughs> Shout out me. Shout out greatest Brown specific meme slash fan account known to man. But yeah, so we have a ghost. That sucks. So stand by for that. I don't know. We'll get a priest or something. But uh, yeah, back to... Subject matter that's relevant. What'd you think about the Freddie Kitchens t-shirt thing? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I can't wait to never hear about this t-shirt again. <laughs> right. Uh, shout out the dude's GV artwork, though, because they're probably making a bazillion dollars this past week. I actually went into their shop in Lakewood uh, a few days ago and picked up a nice new Cleveland shirt. This is not an ad for them. Uh, so here's my thoughts on this. I don't want to talk about this for an hour because if I hear about this t-shirt much longer... Uh, I'm going to stick needles in my eyes. 
Kevin. All right. <laughs> he shouldn't have worn the shirt. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Freddie Kitchens wore a shirt that said Pittsburgh started it, referring to the Miles Garrett brawl. His daughter's got a form as a gift. He wore it out to the movies. Someone saw him, asked for a picture. He, he tried to zip his coat up a little, but in this day and age, anytime you go outside of your home, even sometimes in your home, you're, you're going to be put on, you're potentially put on camera. And if you're someone in his position, that picture is going to be up on social media and go viral immediately. There's no, oh, I didn't know. And yeah, he said he would do it again. I don't care. Here's the thing. I get, Freddie loves rivalries. He played quarterback for Bama. He played down there in the Iron Bowl, you know, against Auburn for a few years. He wants his rivalry to go back to what it was because he loves a good rivalry. I get that. Pittsburgh started it. Pittsburgh fucking finished it, too. <laughs> uh, so here, I wish he would have worn that shirt if we had won that game. Yeah. Then he can be seen out today at the movies wearing that. That would have been hilarious. That would have been A-plus across the board. But when we already have some clear little issues going on here and we're not doing very well, it just comes off as just chaos in the house, chaos in the streets. You got to look better than that, man. You got to ha- represent the team better. I didn't like it. If that gives me shit. It probably right? gave Pittsburgh a false flag, too. You uh, know, like they, they said it did. Okay. Yeah. So they rallied behind it. And it's, ah, uh, that is kind of a bummer. Uh, kind of expanding on that a little bit. Uh, Mary Kay, I guess that was the first question she asked in the uh, press conference. And Emily Mayfield tweeted at her, like, why don't we talk about football or something like that? And she got absolutely blasted there were like five articles on tmz or whatever bs news outlet tearing emily to shreds every time she says something kind of critical like is that normal let me make one thing very clear if i'm Stephen a smith i'm saying put the camera right on me right now we have some media members some beat writers some cleveland writers for all sorts of publications that do a very very good job some of our radio announcers, our, our writers, there's a lot of them that I like very, very much and respect very, very much and would love to talk to have on the show someday. That being said, there's another faction of them that are such a goddamn embarrassment and a headache in these press conferences. I'm not pointing any fingers or any names. I will not confirm or deny if that who you just talked about is who I'm you know putting in that category. You have some of them that came out on Twitter playing the victim after this game on Sunday saying, I don't know why, you know, uh, I saw a bunch of people talking about it, different, you know, people tweeting. Why did the the fans blame blame us when when Cleveland Browns uh, aren't playing that well? No, we will never. Are you are you out of your mind? Like no one with a quarter of a brain is going to blame the media for the Browns not playing well. We're sick of the stupid dumb, embarrassing questions that you bring up to these players and these coaches just for the clicks, just for the video views. There is absolutely no intelligent thought that goes into some of these questions and some of the bullshit that you try to smear out there. That is what pisses off fans. 
That's why fans go in on you on Twitter and everywhere else. Don't play the victim. Stop asking stupid questions in the same thing week after week after week. So that's what I have to say. So, yes, when the wife of our starting quarterback, franchise quarterback, number one overall pick, yes. And in fact, if it was in a bigger market, it would have been 50 times as publicized as it was. So I'm, I'm with Emily 1,000%. What she said was not disrespectful. She just asked a simple question like, can we talk about other things? Because there are a lot of other things to talk about here, and she's a 1,000% right. There's just some of our media members, some of our beat writers, that do not know any more about what goes on inside the walls of Berea than the most casual of Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah, they right. get beat to every headline, every story by all the national writers, Rappaport, Schefter, all of them. Some can say, well, that's because they have more sources. No. Some of our media are a consistent headache year over year. We could be Super Bowl champs. We could be the Patriots for the next 20 years, and we'd be saying the same fucking thing right now about some of our media members. Again, there's a ton of them that I love and think that do a phenomenal job. My opinion and my word means absolutely nothing. I realize that, but I'm still going to say it. That's a long-winded response to your question. You are sweating, sir. I haven't sweat like this since that Cincinnati question. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's uh, segue into the Muni Lot payphone and hear what the beloved Dogs of War had to say this week. Roll it. Hey, good afternoon, loyal dogs of war. Uh, just showing support, some support down here from Columbia, South Carolina. Really disappointed with the way Sunday went, but you know what? As Cleveland fans always say, there's always next year. Go Browns. Hey, fellow dog of war here. Uh, Brett from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, just want to say I'm thankful this year for my kids and my stepkids, Ayla, Maxton, Brett, and little Marty, um, and, uh, well, my whole family, uh, you know, I wouldn't be anything without them during the holidays. It's great to see them. Uh, but I'm most thankful for Miles Garrett standing up for the NFL and Roger Goodell and the referees. We've been on the losing end a lot of these deals too many times, and uh, he sent a message, and I hope it happens again. If the NFL or the refs try to play us, uh, I, the blood's on Goodell's hands. Anyhow, uh, happy holidays and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Go Browns. All right, Dogs of War. The baby back bitches of the Bengals are coming in to the dog pound this Sunday. Make sure you go to the gym, drink your protein shakes, and get ready because the dogs are going to eat some kitties this week. Let's go. All right, man. I don't think it's your fault that you didn't work out in the morning, and that's why we lost. But, you know, it's all right. Let's just say go Browns and uh, better luck next year on the playoff run. All right. Hey, guys. This is Dan from Chicago. Uh, first off, I want to say I love the show. Keep doing it. Uh, so just a quick recap. Um, yes, we lost to the dreaded Steelers, which sucks. Uh, yes, we lost to a quarterback named Duck. 
Um, I don't know who nicknamed the quarterback Duck, but uh, we couldn't beat him. Yes, our offensive line got uh, manhandled, but I like to look at the positive side of things. So, uh, normally, the past, I don't know, 20 years, I check out caring about the Browns about week three or four. Um, it's now week 13, and I'm just checking out now. So that's progress. Uh, we'll probably finish 8-8. Eight and eight. So first time we've been 500 or above since, um, I believe, the Eisenhower administration. So thumbs up there. Um, there was no attempted murder or assault with a deadly weapon this week. Uh, check mark. And, you know, um, we'll probably still get an okay draft pick for hopefully an offensive lineman or maybe we trade that for a coach. Either way, lots of positives. Uh, I'm going to keep listening to the show, even though I'm not going to care about the Browns anymore this year. Uh, but at my age, on Sundays, I can't have my blood pressure at 350 over 200. So anyway, love the show. Keep it up, guys. And I'll talk to you later. I'm going to go take a shit. All right, to wrap this episode up, we have a quick interview with a Detroit Lions fan. Over Thanksgiving, it occurred to me that I've never had to watch the Browns lose on Thanksgiving, one of the greatest holidays of the year. So I wanted to get the insight on what it's like to watch the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving when you're a diehard Detroit Lions fan. Let's get it going. Without further ado, we are joined by my old roommate and diehard Detroit Lions fan, Fiori. Fiori, how the hell are you? Uh, great. How are you guys? We are doing fantastic. So the point of this interview is basically to get your insight on what it's like to watch the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving. When we watch the Browns lose, we never have to watch them lose during one of the greatest holidays of the year. What's that like? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's an annual kind of like an annual parade of misery. You know, it's a kind of it's 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 like my favorite tradition, but it's also my least favorite tradition at the same time. I guess if that if that makes any sense, you know, that like, makes total sense. Okay, thank you. My my dad and I uh, have been Lions season ticket holders for uh, fifteen. I don't know as long as I can remember since I was in in high school. Um, and we've so we've gone every year for the last uh, 10, 12, 15 years. Um, and, you know, it's it's like a, it's a it's a tradition It it always starts off the same way. I'm like as hungover as I could possibly be from going out late the Wednesday before Black Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Black Wednesday. And my dad doesn't really drink. So like he doesn't get it. So he's like, you know, glued to the ceiling, ready to rock and roll. Um, and then, you know, we we make it downtown to Detroit, about 10 minute drive from my parents house. Um, we never tailgate because the Thanksgiving day parade is there. So like, I can't even not no hair of the dog for me. I just got to tough it out. Um, there's a bajillion people down there. Um, and then, yeah, so, you know, we, we, <laughs> we get in the stadium and my dad and I usually like, we'll start by when the lions end their first drive, you know, there's a play or a bad decision or a bad call or something. And we usually start to make the scenario of like how that's going to ruin the game in the fourth quarter. Um, so the, you know, the, the pessimism starts pretty early. Um, and then after that, you know, it's pretty much just your, your run of the mill lions ass whooping. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes they, uh, they'll keep it close. Sometimes they might even grab a win, but it always ends with my dad and I walking out of the stadium 
just basically yelling at each other about how you chose to go to the game this year. No, you chose to go to the game this year. Why do we do this every year? So-and-so is the worst coach ever. doesn't matter who it is. The coach is always, always a, 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 st a sticking point when we leave the stadium. Um, and then every year it ends the same. My dad texted me, hey, do you want me to get the tickets this year? And I always, always say yes. <laughs> so, oh, <that's> <laughs> yeah. That, honestly, uh, for those listening that understand Brown's fanship, which is probably – most of our listeners, that sounds exactly what it should sound like or how I imagined it. Yeah. Does it, does it put a damper on like the rest of the evening or do you bounce back pretty quick? It used to, but you know what it's kind of turned into is like, well, at least we go get to spend some time with the family today. At least we're going to get a positive out of this game. You know, we just spent $350 to go see an NFL game that we knew was going to make us miserable. So uh, <laughs> we cheer up now. Well, we go see the family, you know, eat and eat and drink and, and watch the Cowboys, I guess. <laughs> so do you hear that, folks? That's what Thanksgiving is about. That's what being a true fan is about. No matter what, be thankful for what you have the team you have versus the team that you wish you had. I don't necessarily support that, that statement, but you don't, you don't have to like the team you have, but you know, if you do, then, then good on you. Yeah. I'm trying to be more positive and uh, I got you. I'll let you know how it works. But anyway, Fiori, thank you so much for your time and for that insight. I hope you have a fantastic rest of now. Thanksgiving it's over. whatever. Happy holidays. Hey, same to you guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks, buddy. Good luck right. to the All right, thanks. Good luck to the Detroit Lions. And same to the Brownies. All right, well, shout out to Detroit Lions fans. And actually, I think we've brought this up before, but a lot of people are expecting the Browns to be playing at Dallas on Thanksgiving next year. Do you know that? No. That we're playing at Dallas next year. The schedule doesn't come out until April, obviously, but a lot of people are hypothesizing that it would be the Thanksgiving game, Browns at Dallas. Dude, I'd go. I'd probably go. Sick. Um, so that's all we got this week, Dogs of War. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe on all platforms that you listen. Tell your friends. Share Give us on social rate. media. Give a rating, too. Actually, if any of you are listening and are big on Reddit, share us on Reddit. We're not allowed to. I want the Reddit community in on this, but we can't self-promote within Reddit. It's nope. a violation of the code. People that doesn't mean there. that you guys can't. So help you boys out. We want to buy a yacht. You're all invited. Anything else? That's it. We'll see you next time after we de destroy the Bengals this weekend. Please, God, let's just murder the Bengals twice. Good night, Cleveland. Oh, yeah.